podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. The trick podcast. is to movie, say movie, something that doesn't laugh that hard at, and then he'll start the podcast. Welcome to the Movie, Movie, Podcast, everybody. Episode number 79. Our top 10 of the year 2018. You've asked for it. You've been waiting for it. McShane asked me for it on GChat the other day. So, you know, technically someone asked for it. And here we are. We're here to deliver. Uh, and with me, as always, are Russ. Yo, I deliver stuff. Peter. I'm sick. And the man that I'm about to hand it off to, your host for the evening, Alex. I'm taking control. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Movie Podcast. Uh, I am your host this week, Alex. So that much we this, know so far. Yeah. This past year, I, as you may have noticed, if you listen to it, as everyone else rattled off 30 movies, and I, like, watched 10 minutes of the Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, I did not quite, uh, I didn't quite measure up in terms of, uh, film consumption. Uh, so I'm not going to join in the, uh, for a lot of the, uh, the list as I don't think it would be probably, uh, my finest work, uh, which is definitely saying something. So I'm going to, uh, talk to my, my fellow pod boys here and, um, pod men. Yes, thank you. Please. And 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 I'm going to try to see if I can dive in to their mind pools and see what's in the deep end. Well, we're uh, already over time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you in 2021. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, we are going to get this started. This is the best of 2018 according to the Movie Movie Podcast. And... I want to hear your number 10, Mr. Peter. Oh, geez. Um, 10, 9, and 8. Yeah, because the custom is to do 10, 9, 8. Um, <laughs> That's he's, exactly... he's taking control of the podcast and he's changing the rules. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of the Roddy Piper of... Uh... Do, do, so we're doing um, honorable mentions at the end? Yeah. Yeah, right, right yes. before one. Yeah. It, you know, it builds in suspense. Yeah. To what okay. was honorable. Cool. Number 10. Um, for me is something I watched, uh, just this weekend was mid nineties. Mm. Mm, this is the Jonah Hill, uh, joint, right? Yes. Not the other one in case you're confused. Um, uh, talking to Tiggs about it. It's, it's one of those movies that like, you know, what's going to happen around every turn because that's how honest it is and how truthful it is. And it's, it's, I think it's a really amazing view of what it was like being, that young in the mid nineties, really, especially like, Mm -hmm. uh, trying to figure out who you are and what you actually like at that age. Like that's something like I really resonate with that main character. You're just like, I don't know. Like, I don't do anything. Like everything kind of sucks. And I guess I have to figure out something that would possibly define me or something that I do, you know? And I really loved it for that. And it, I, I think all the characters, like every single kid character is written so honestly, Absolutely love them all, and you know, no one, no one really needed to fix anything. It was just, it was one of those like beautiful slice of life films that I think just uh, worked with everything it tried to do. Uh, I really, really loved it. Uh, yeah. I, I don't have that much else to say about it, you know. Now, how would you compare this to like someone that say that this is just like a, a boy ladybird? Uh, I, well, I mean, he's like ten years younger than the character in Ladybird. Oh, uh, okay. 
Uh, well, probably, well, I would say about eight years younger, six or six, six to eight years younger. But I get that. Um, it kind of has those vibes. I don't think it's, I think it's trying to say less of a, say less than Lady Bird, I guess. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I, but if you want to call it a dude Lady Bird, I think that fits. Um, uh, and, and follow up question. Uh, what is the most mid nineties song that they put in there? <laughs> so many. There's a lot. Yeah. I can't, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what songs are in the movie, but the soundtrack is delightful. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of great stuff. Um, I, I, you know, you, you like all the kids in that movie cause they are all truly kids. No one feels like they're acting above their age at all. Um, yeah. Great. Thank you so much, Peter. Let's get number nine. Uh, number nine, uh, kind of going along that same route, uh, uh, for me is eighth grade. Oh my God. It's close. <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern here. Eighth grade, same thing was. I, I granted, I don't know that many uh, preteens in 2018, but yeah. of what I think I know about them, this seemed to like absolutely nail them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, you guys aren't gonna like the rest of this review. Because <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it was once again just another like incredibly brutally honestly written film um that i think uh you know is incredibly affecting for a movie about a like a young girl in the internet age of in, in eighth grade to really make me feel this much was incredibly surprising so, so what's an example of like a, a brutally honest moment like what what hit you the hardest Pool party. Uh, her her in the car with her with her older like when the uh, the older kids dropping her off mm-hmm. is so disgusting and tense and the way she reacts to it and what she does during and after is just like, God, you, you, you feel everything she's feeling. And you you know, I'm a 30 something year old man, but I felt like a 11, I felt like that 13 year old girl in the back of that car at that moment, you know? (laughs) Um, so both those, uh, Eighth grade and uh, mid nineties. Those are both from first time directors. This one, Bo Burnham, I believe, right? Yes. Um, It's interesting, I guess, seeing these other people kind of get behind the camera. Uh, Are you excited to see more from them? Like, Uh, I don't know. They they just they seem so oddly personal films. Like, granted, I I mean, I don't know how Bo Burnham sort of fits (laughs) in that eighth grade thing, but. They just they seem so singular that I don't know what they could do next. You know, I I I can't, I can't imagine Jonah Hill. It just seemed like a passion project for him of mid nineties. That this is the thing that he really wanted to do because it would seem very personal. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting. All right, great. Thank you. Yeah. Let's get number eight. Uh, number eight for me is Black Panther. Uh, I think, as opposed to another com- other comic book movies that are coming up. I think uh, the the real thing that holds Black Panther back is when it has to be a comic book movie. Um, uh, I think the story and the world it's set in is so uh, rich and incredible and interesting, and I could spend a great deal more time in Wakanda learning a great deal more about it. I think every character that this movie introduced, um, having like with really us only knowing T'Challa coming out of Civil War. I think every single character this movie introduced could easily have their own film or mini series or a million things for them. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie hits for me at number eight, though, just because I think the the whole the comic bookiness of the last twenty minutes, I think, is nothing we haven't and 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 no higher of a caliber than we've seen from any other Marvel film of an ending. Like it just doesn't. Except of course the except of course when he finally uh, when T'Challa finally beats um, uh, uh, Bushmaster and we actually oh, get to sit in Bushmaster. Wow. Oh, that's uh, Luke Cage. My bad. That's the other Black Marvel character. <laughs> uh, Killmonger. There we go. <laughs> Time's up. Uh, do, do you think that Killmonger? Uh, like, uh, when, finally, when the movie finally allows itself to let two characters sit down and talk again, <laughs> I think that's when it when it goes back and returns to being such an interesting film and so much better than other Marvel films are able to do. But everything leading up to that moment, it's just like the, even the fight, like the fight above ground, and then the fight between the two. Um, I mean, Killmonger and T'Challa is just, like, pretty boring. I agree. Um, but, but yeah, as I said, it, it introduced this world that I, I could spend a great deal more time in, absolutely. Uh, do, do you think that Killmonger is one of the best uh, Marvel villains so far, or at least in a long time? Yeah, it's, it's just a bummer that he's dead. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know what the what the reasoning for that is. Why Why? Do everyone involved think that killing that character makes the most amount of sense for great? I don't know if I, I'm sure it makes the most amount of sense for the story that movie was telling. Actually, I don't even think it makes the most amount of sense for the story that movie was telling, but it certainly doesn't make the most amount of sense for the ongoing universe. That is the Marvel cinematic universe. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. I think that was a mistake. I think you're losing out on so much more mileage that you can get out of him. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much, Peter. Uh, this is so uncomfortably formal, just as a heads up, for anyone who's about to go next. <laughs> Do you think I could, like, take it down a notch? Yeah, like seven or eight. Okay, cool. All right, dudes, what up? <laughs> now I want to skateboard over <laughs> to uh, my I'm rat I'm about run. 10 more percent. No. <laughs> I mean, whatever, dude, it's cool. <laughs> Uh, Russ, give me number 10. Yeah, dog. I'll give you 10 as fuck. Uh, That's lit. Oh, dude, it's going to be so sick. Uh, My number 10 Uh, was uh, Three Identical Strangers. Yes, King. Uh, (laughs) These dudes were Three Identical Strangers. (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to stop right there. No. um, (laughs) It is a movie... It's a one. I'm not. I'm not Mr. Documentary, but sitting, <laughs> that's sitting your there, father, right? That, that's my dad. I'm just doc. I'm young doc. Um, but sitting <laughs> okay. in the theater watching this movie in Philadelphia of all places, Ugh, I it it doesn't feel like a documentary. It feels like just the weirdest. Documentaries aren't illegal in Philly. Not, you would you would think they're disgusting Philly. trash brains. It's it's not just the footage of like People them eating, eating up that that now, trust robot. Me, was I the only person in the theater? You can believe it. Um, <laughs> but no, I sat there like on the edge of my seat, like no fucking way, no, no, no. Wow. But I, no, no, this can't. 
No. It, it's just, it's, it's shocking. It's a shocking story. And it's like the type of movie that not enough people saw that I don't want to say anything about. You, you call it a uh, shockumentary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. We're going to, we're going to let that one ride. Um, but yeah, it's basically just about triplets separated at birth that find each other in the strangest of possible ways. And the fact that it's true is wild. And they're already optioning it for uh, an actual scripted movie, which is kind of annoying, but it, it is such a crazy story that you, you can hardly believe that it's true. Is Robert Zemeckis going to do it like he's been doing all other documentaries? You, you know he is, because it's just weird enough for him. Yeah. Uh, and he can make okay Steve that. Carell look like a, I don't know, he'll make Steve Carell have like weird eyes or something. I don't know. Oh. But he's definitely going to, he's definitely making this movie. Um, but I don't want to say anything else about it. Just see it. it. It's out. It was oddly entertaining. And it might be one of the first documentaries that cracks my list in a year of really strong docs. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I actually don't even have any questions because there's nothing I want to know about it. Good. That's the way to see it. Treat like um, catfish. Yeah. All I know is Desperately Seeking Susan uh, has to show up at some point. Uh, what? Is there Can I, um, so I'm done with 10 now. Nine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, my nine is a little long ass movie called Hereditary. Oh, uh, nice! This movie wouldn't stop being over or <laughs> being a movie. It is like over two hours, which I yeah. didn't realize was the last bastion of horror movie freakout. Is I sat there looking at my Fitbit, like, when the fuck is this movie gonna be over? Yeah. Because I don't feel good. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I don't like how I feel. I'm nervous and I'm tense. I'm not scared, but this movie's giving me anxiety. Oh. And it was a cool feeling to have a movie like put anxiety into me, being just a complete head fuck of a film. I didn't know that that that's like one of the because you, you're used to jump scares and you're used to psychological thrillers, and this just does something different. It plays with time it's long as hell scenes go on for longer than you expect and you're always expecting something to happen so that by the time something happens you don't even know what the fuck you just saw yes yeah, so, in, in the last 20 minutes everything happens and you're and and you you've waited so long that the payoff is just insane but and i were you- i really loved it now, were you tricked of the like uh, by the like kind of bait and switch of the marketing? Yes, and and that I, that got me, but that almost doesn't even matter in the grand scheme of things because, granted, what what happens like forty minutes into the movie turns it on its axis, but it's it's still even even if you even if it was marketed differently. I still would have been there for whatever they gave me. Cause it's like, I think Tony Collette, when you see Tony Collette as a crazy mom, you kind of know how she does that. So you're like, yeah. okay, I get it. Tony Collette's a crazy mom, whatever you see. Ann Dowd as like a neighbor. You're like, well, Ann Dowd has been in movies lately being a kind of weird old lady, uh, but whatever, it's fine. And they both kind of do the thing they do, but, 
in a much better way. And the whole time I'm nervous. I'm like, wait, no, mom isn't crazy. She's mm-hmm. not crazy. And this lady seems like she's nice. They even fucked with my expectations of what these car- of what these actresses do. Um, I just thought it was like really well composed. I thought the music was great. Oh and God, yeah. by the time it's over, like I never, I never heard more nervous laughter about a movie being over than when I saw this in theaters. People were just happy to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And if a movie can do that to you, but keep you in the theater, I think that's like a really uh, interesting feat. Like, because no one left. It's a very uncomfortable movie, and no one walked out. And, and did did anyone? Because um, I, I had one friend that that claimed they just laughed through the whole movie, and like it's, their theater treated it like that way. Did that happen at all in yours? Describing tics. Yeah, that's it's that's funny. That's me, and I didn't laugh throughout the movie. It was just the theater was laughing, and I couldn't understand oh. why. That was t- okay. I know. In There's I maybe one funny. or two parts that are like maybe funny, but I, I I didn't get a lot of that. People were just like, "Please fucking be over." Yeah, when when this scene happens, forty minutes in, that change everything. It yep. was uproarious laughter. Really, really, it was that's insane. insane. All I of those could... people are sociopaths. Yeah, yeah. I I was, and that's the other layer of this movie is that you some you may actually be watching it. With a bunch of sociopaths. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real uncomfortable watch. I almost yeah. turned it off at that point. Yeah. I can't. I, I, My dad I did turn it off. I saw it in theaters because I can't imagine at how many different points I would have shut off this movie in the first hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, but it forces you. And I think that that, like, that, that plays into something that, that, that Russ was saying before. Like, by the end of the movie, it's not, it's not a movie where it's like, oh, I just want this movie to be over. It is a tense, nervous, like, I, I need this movie to be over, like, now, because I can't take any more of what's right. going out there. And, and it's a very different feeling than just, like, wanting a movie to be over. Um, and, and that is, that's part of the dread of this movie. And I think that the the, the marketing plays into that, because it plays into the expectations that you have. Right. Like, you, and it you, works. you know how to watch a horror movie. Yeah. You don't, this was, like, one of the first horror movies where I was like, wait, 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 wait. I don't, I don't know, the rules aren't working right now. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. And I thought that was a really cool twist on a on a genre that um I guess there's still a couple of tricks left in horror yeah. as yeah. of recent. Yeah. And, and and just the cinematography of that movie too is Yeah, it's really it's it's insane. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And the soundtrack, real creepy. Listen to it for no reason and you'll start to feel very amazed. Russ, let's get your next one. Cool. This will this will be the first uh, repeat offender on anyone's list. Um, and my number eight was mid nineties. Um, nice. It, it it again like a lot of what Peter said. It just was. It was that era. It it was the mid nineties. It 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 doesn't have a message. It doesn't have a just be yourself because you aren't yourself when you're a tween or a teenager. You're trying on so many different personality hats every single day. And this is just a snapshot of a kid and a group of kids doing that. You're just happening to know, see it from the eyes of the newest kid to do that. But I, I thought all the characters were really honest. I appreciate that this movie didn't feel like it needed to like have like a villain or have villains it just, it just, no, it's just, these are people hanging out. There's disagreements. There's agreements. It, it is what it is. The language is very nineties. So if you hear a lot of other F word bombs, 
it it was yeah. what it was. It's it's kind of disconcerting. It is a little uncomfortable, which I guess like progress. We made it. That word now yeah. sounds kind of weird. Um, but it it was what that era was. I I I just thought it was really honest film, and I felt like Jonah Hill. I didn't want to like a move his first movie <laughs> because I feel like he's such a little insider tool bag. But it's a really really good film. Yeah, uh, it it didn't end up making my list, um, but uh, I think for all the same reasons that Hereditary does not make my list is that like. There were times where it's just like I, I can't be in this movie. I can't be watching this, and that's the point. Like it's make it wants to make you feel like that. But when he tries to do the jump, oh don't! Oh my god! Yeah, I was like the car please, where they get please. to the car. Which oh, is, oh lord, that was one of <laughs> yeah. the hardest scenes to watch. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we are moving on to Tiggs. Yes, Tiggs. Is that your name? That is never. It's usually not said on this podcast. Um, all right, so let's just start this ad. I've been trying to put together this list. Number 10, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing it where the Oscars didn't, and that's uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, um, which is just a fantastic documentary. Um, we've talked about it a bunch of this podcast, and there's not much more I can really say about it without just, like, bursting into tears. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, it, it's just the great story of Mr. Rogers, who's like, there's so many people that you, that will end up being taken down at some point in your life that you may have looked up to at some point. And then Mr. Rogers is like, no, he's just that good dude. Like, here's the guy. Yep. Let's, let's look like here. All heroes fall except for Mr. Rogers. Uh-huh. And it, and that's what we were talking growing up. And somehow it's actually true. Um, that's actually the tagline to uh, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's um, see it if you haven't, because it's it's an emotional roller coaster ride. It oh yeah, tears out of your fucking pores. Yeah, I mean we we gushed about that movie nonstop for a while before. And yeah, we did. Yeah, it's it's really great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, coming in at number nine, the all important lockout spot. Um, uh, which... That's number one. <laughs> no, 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 lockout is the number nine. That's supposed to be the number one. But okay. I just can't do it. Yeah, um, and that's going to be pepper. That's going to be peppermint. This year's lockout is peppermint. Stop! Yeah. No. No. I don't think any no. of you guys saw it. Turn but I'm telling off. you, this is Alex. The movie Alex, take us home. <laughs> yep. You can find okay. us at Movie Movie nope. Podcast. Right there, okay. peppermint. See it. Oh, believe that. That, reminds me, that was nominated for a Razzie. <laughs> oh well, undeserved. Undeserved. <laughs> Tigs, um, why? I gotta ask. No, Tiggs, no. Yep. That is, have any of you seen it? No. Can I, well, can I dislike anyone else's <laughs> number? If you haven't seen it, you can't talk. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, shit. Can't, can't judge a movie by its critics. Um, and number eight uh, is a movie that hasn't actually come out here yet, but I saw it this year, so screw it. And that's The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Um, oh, and every time I think about Terry Gilliam, I'm just like, man, Terry, I'm such a great director. And then I try and think and be like, I don't really like many of his movies. I like like two of his movies. Did you um, see Tideland? I uh, did. It's horrible. Ugh. Hate Tideland. I hate, <laughs> I, I, I hate like the last like four or five movies he's done, honestly. Um, and this movie is just fantastic. It is the best Terry Gilliam since the Fisher King. Thank you. Ooh. Oh, yeah. okay. 
Um, All right. I would say that. I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed it, and maybe it's just compared to the stuff that he's been doing, and that's very possible that I'm just like, finally, I can feel, like, happy for this director, but, yeah. I mean, it's been so long since Terry Gilliam's been good that you kind of wonder if there's, like, if we need a Terry Gilliam anymore. <laughs> I agree <laughs> with that. But but I'm glad that he's good again, maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just, like, this one had to be at least decent. <laughs> or else it is... Uh, Man of La Mancha, that documentary is so good. Yeah, that, that documentary is awesome. Um, and those two guys are also doing a documentary on this one. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Come on. So back... <laughs> right. Tell I mean, I've, that's all I've been thinking about. <laughs> Maybe you should see it. Maybe you should I see it. But is it like? Is it like May in okay. France? What? Man Who Killed Don Quixote came out in May in France. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Why don't we have it? Uh, there was the whole distribution stuff that went on, like after it showed at con or and like even before it did, where uh, like someone else claimed they had the rights and they were like, "You can't show this movie without my permission." Uh, so I think there's just been like a whole. There's just been more and more distress over this movie, even after it's finally finished. Uh, but I think it's awesome. coming out next month or two, something like that. Awesome. That's exciting. All right, uh, Peter, let's let's come back. All right, we're at seven? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, seven. this is uh, If Beale Street Could Talk. Nice. Um, absolutely beautiful. Beautifully shot, beautifully acted, um, and somehow beautifully paced film with the amount of long just shots of just two people existing together um but it's it's incredible how it can go through these quiet little moments and that's all you need to feel and know about when they finally do a scene with actual dialogue and the conversation exposition this movie might have uh if i was to say oh like the top five scenes of the year i think this movie has two of them um, mm, you you only say that because you haven't seen Peppermint. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and that is the when the two families meet at the beginning. Oh of Oh my movie. god! I could wa- I could have watched that for as I was telling. So this I could have that could have been the movie. Yeah, that was one of the best scenes. And then um, when uh, David Tyree Henry is talking Brian. about and Brian, I, I do that every time. That's mm-hmm. it's the, the Giants fan in me will always say David Tyree first. Um. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry talking about prison in that scene. It's uh, yeah, just out of this world. And then it, it's amazing how also even even the scene with uh, what's his face um, uh, Dave Franco shows up unexpectedly. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What is? I don't uh, know anything about this movie. Dave Franco shows up in like 1950s garb with a yarmulke on, and it's perfect. Like. <laughs> It, it's not distracting because that scene that scene could be so cringy and stupid, yeah. but it is so fucking cute. I yeah. love it. Um, but yeah, just just a, a incredibly beautiful movie that I think under as I said understood what it had in some moments that it really just took its time in all other places. Yeah. So, so again, as someone that doesn't really know anything about this, before we move on, like just how does this movie make you feel? Like what what kind of uh. It, it makes like that like loves a thing. <laughs> oh yeah. wow! Yeah. <laughs> Didn't expect that. But also, uh, I narrowly cut this from my list. Uh, this was just a fantastic, fantastic movie all yeah. around. Yeah, and, and then uh, its message about uh, the prison system is uh, really fucking poignant and no different today. 
Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. Was a uh, big old bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why you doing that? I'm really going to stop that one. That's weird. Yeah. That's the formality that I said, which makes it slightly uncomfortable. Well, um, let's chillax then. Uh, <laughs> I'm not comfortable in my own skin. I don't know if you guys do that. <laughs> we do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. This. Come on. <laughs> Uh, all right, number six. So I wear other people's skin. Oh, God. <laughs> and that, and uh, since you got that whole axe throwing thing going on for you now. Yeah, bro. <laughs> uh, my number six is A Quiet Place. Nice. Um, I bought and rewatched this movie last week, and it the amount of story it fits into like an hour 40, mm-hmm. I think is incredible. And then... I think a lot of the amazing scenes in this movie, like the whole bathtub scene, comes so quick, so much more quickly into this movie than I remembered it. Like this, it, it wastes, yeah. yeah, it wastes no time. No. And this time around, I really appreciated all four characters more so than just this time around, more so than concentrating on uh, the daughter and uh, Emily Blunt. Because I, I think, for, like, with very little writing, all four characters are so well written and believable, and that you understand their point of view, what they're like, so much about them, with little to no dialogue. And then, of course, you know, it's but it's still a monster movie, and I haven't mentioned that yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I I I think the the dread, yeah, I think the dread and the suspense of this world that they live in is so ever-present, more so than any other. Like, I, I mean, you can, you're can you immediately going to have to mention Bird Box when talking about this movie now. Yep. Which is fun, because this movie makes Bird Box look like a pile of shit. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he Bill, can't see it. He can't talk. What an odd couple they'd be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think this, this the amount of real, like, drama and family dynamics that this movie finds a way to fit in is great. Uh, like, Kind of like Hereditary, I love the marketing of this film, making you think that the beginning of this movie was going to be very different than it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, That's just oh, a yeah. punch in the face. Yeah, um, that opening it, is, oh, my God. That opening, because that, that opening was like, ten, like maybe 10 minutes long, and with, as I said, once again, with, with maybe only 15 words signed, you know so much about the world they live in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, the, the movie keeps it simple, which is like, yeah, so much to its credit. Yep. Uh, and yeah, so yet another uh, going back to Alex's question before, yet another first time writer director. What? Uh, here with John Krasinski. Um, He's directed before. Yes. Yeah. He did, yeah. Like brief interviews with Hideous Men. With Hideous Men. Oh, uh, never mind. Um, Fuck Krasinski. <laughs> I agree. Um, Cut it from everyone's list. Peppermint instead. Yeah. There also was a script originally that he just polished it. Uh, okay. But yeah, I, I, I love seeing this post-apocalyptic world only through the eyes of these four people, uh, with a with like ten seconds given to that older couple at one point. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's because I don't I don't care what's happening five miles away from them. You know, it's you there. You can understand that like the entire world is done, but it doesn't matter because you you are rooting so hard for this one family in their one little piece of, uh, whatever. I don't know. Of a place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, That's they're quiet. quiet. 
Yeah. And then, but also, uh, not, I don't want to spoil anything, but the way this movie ends is the only way a movie like this could end. Like, you can't solve anything to a great uh, extent. I don't think you can try to say too much to a great extent. I don't think you can try to leave that much, like, of different things. Like, that's, like, Bird Box has the opposite ending, which tries to, like, be way bigger of a message and also try to, like, kind of try to solve the problem for you. I think this movie ends in a way of, like, Here's the our big ending scene because I I truly well I I really think that Quiet Place ends six minutes before it ed- actually does end. Yeah. So then they just have to be okay. Here's a here's a little fun to to set you out the door with because other than that I don't know how to end a movie like this. No, that ending yeah. is where the movie goes from Alien to Aliens, and that's like the beginning I, of Aliens. Yeah, yeah a, Bird, a little bit. Bird Box ends so dumb. Is is Bird Box even oh. worth watching? I gotta ask. Yeah. 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 I mean, just to know what people are talking about, yes, but it's not good. I mean, I'm doing the challenge, guys, no matter what. She's yeah. just wearing a blindfold. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yep. That's six. Um, okay. At, at five? Yep. Yes. Um, at five for me is Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Nice. Um, I, I, when I talk about comic movies, I'm going to keep going back and kind of explaining them all together. This movie uh, loves the fact that it's a comic book movie and yeah. and plays in the fact that it's a comic book movie the entire time um, while still, you know, being very, I think, uh, tells a very, very deep, wonderful story between Miles and his dad yeah. in a very short amount of time for it. But I think it, it, it continuously plays with so many different things. I love the Doc Ock um, sort of twist yeah. that as a comic book fan it was so refreshing that I could be surprised by something Yeah, because that has no basis in anything. That's specifically just in this movie. And I thought that was so fun. Um, and then visually this movie is beautiful. Um, every sing- I think every single role is casted perfectly. Um, yeah, just, just an absolute delight. And I found myself like... Um, maybe a half hour into this movie, just realizing how big of a smile was on my face and like how much I was like purely enjoying myself through this. Yeah. So that's Spider-Verse for me. Is this, is the animated side of like the superhero movies and stuff like that, is that something you want to see more of get like theatrical releases? Because I know like they have the line that like goes direct to DVD for both Marvel and DC. And they're never really that good. No. No. I think this. I think this told a big enough story that warranted a film. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right, Russ. Let's do it. Okay. Cool, man. Um, <laughs> where are we at? Seven. Yeah. All right. Uh, my seven. Uh, my seventh it's favorite seven. movie of the year is First Reformed. Uh, First Reformed is. It's a tense ass movie where very little happens. <laughs> um, I think Paul Schrader, it, it, oh, well, he, yeah, the guy knows how to make you feel really uncomfortable. But the be- the beauty of this movie is I, I, is so much of Ethan Hawke's performance and how he's not nominated. There are a lot. There's a couple snubs this year. I think his is one of the most egregious. He yeah. holds this movie down so. So partly, you actually forget how good of an actor Ethan Hawke is because he's just a guy you happen to like. 
But I think the priest that he plays in this movie as like kind of a tightly wound, sad guy who gradually unravels is absolutely fantastic. This is another one where you really can't say too, too much about why the movie is as good as it is without giving a lot of stuff away. But just like kind of watching a man, a man of the cloth kind of has, have a crisis of faith uh, in a modern era uh, touching on themes of like, you know, envi- the environment and things like that in a way that you normally don't see is just really, really affecting. Yeah. I think it's some of Schrader's best work. I think it's Ethan Hawk. It's probably Ethan Hawk's best performance wow. to date. And the, and it just ends with such a, it like similar to like almost like a quiet place type ending. It just goes so big in a small way that you're like, holy shit, what the fuck did I just watch? Please. So, First Reform, number seven. Uh, it, it's been out. I think it's on Amazon, and it's out and stuff. Yeah, it's on Prime. I finally watched it the other day. It's fantastic. Yeah, like, it, people see that movie. It's, it's fucking great. Um, yeah. Okay, this is, yeah, this is officially on my radar now. I had not been aware of this one. Yeah, it came out in April, so no one gave a shit. Uh, and heading right into my number six... We're getting into repeat territory. Uh, Black Panther. I There's very little to say about Black Panther that people aren't saying already. Um, it, it's, it's like the one, it's like an epic and a superhero movie kind of all tied into one, like an old school type epic. Um, and I, I think it built, it built out a part of the Marvel universe that, I am now that I am now most interested in similar to how they built out like space and made space cool. They built out Wakanda and that's where I want to see everything similar to what Peter said. Every character in this movie could have their own could hold down their own show movie, miniseries, whatever. It's just such a well made movie top to bottom. I think the music is fantastic. The performances are great when the worst part of your movie is maybe black Panther himself. And it's such a good movie. Then, uh, yeah, the fighting fighting is is textbook Marvel. It's not, yeah. not never that great, but I think this introduces just so, so many bigger ideas, uh, and and just fleshes out the Marvel universe in a way that is great. No, should they have killed Killmonger? You know, no, but it makes sense for the movie. And I think Ryan Coogler was probably thinking, well, I'm gonna make my best movie. I don't give a fuck about the universe. Yeah. But it's great. Um, and then my coming in at five, uh, if Beale Street could talk. It's it, it 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 I never realized how much I would be affected by a movie that's predominantly about love. Like it's not my it's not my bag, generally speaking. Uh it's just a really beautiful movie that do, that doesn't do a whole lot. It it's there's there's poetic scenes of narration over like people staring into each other's eyes a lot. And then there's just really, really good character actors like just chewing up scenery. I think one, like Peter said, if there were two, some of the best scenes of the move of the year being the, the family's meeting, um, and, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, I thought Regina King going to uh, traveling to where did she go to Puerto Rico? Yeah, yeah. 
uh, Regina King traveling to Puerto Rico to speak to the woman uh, was absolutely fantastic. I thought I loved and I loved the camaraderie between both of the fathers of of the of the couple. Uh, it, it's just a really, really beautiful movie. And I, I think um, Barry Jenkins, that that dude can make a movie that really makes you you know, think about love, but it also, yeah, it touches on the prison industrial complex and what, and, and not just and, and what prison and what jail and what bullshit like that does to a family structure. It gets beyond showing that it affects one person. It, 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 it expands that world and shows you what it does to a loved one, a child, a mother, a father, a family member, like what it, the strain it puts on a family. So I thought that was a really, interesting way to highlight you know jail so I, I think it's a beautiful movie how the fuck that's not nominated for best picture and yeah. bohemian rhapsody is is <laughs> a fucking crime against humanity but, yeah vice vice is one of my least favorite movies of the year you you know i i i've, I've yeah, heard that fine. from a few reviews as well just being like the the winking kind of like nature of those kind of movies is like it's getting to be uh, uh, cloying at this point. Yeah, it is. Well, I almost would have hoped that McKay would have gone more Succession and less uh, Big Short with Vice. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. No. Uh, uh, Art, that you're done. Okay, in that case, Tiggs, we are right around. Sorry, I'm <laughs> failing at this. It's harder than it looks, folks. It's not really. Uh, I just zoned out. So is that me? Do I go now? Yeah, you go. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm just monologuing for a while here. Um, my number seven uh, is something uh, that Peter just talked about, and that is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, this, it's crazy that we've now had two good Spider-Man movies in a row, because that basically has never happened. Um, yeah. One and so, two. Mm, have you got, two is still good. You watched one recently? No. Yeah. Don't. Don't. No. Now, you're talking about Amazing Spider-Mans, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, obviously. Obviously. No, uh, this, it's it's super well done. Uh, I think there's, like, a really great, like, uh, there's, like, a really big death in the beginning that, that I wasn't really foreseeing. Uh, I love how they take the main character from, like, you didn't think, it uh, could have been just a sidekick or whatever, like, immediately into the movie. It's great. Um, they, they build up the characters amazingly. Um, Killer voice performances all around. Um, I love Jake Johnson as the uh, Peter B. Oh, he's great. He's so yeah. good. Um, it, it's is just, just super fun, top to bottom. Uh, bringing me to my number six, which has now been on all three of our lists. Spark it off if you're playing bingo at home. Uh, Black Panther. Uh, for all the reasons that have been said. You know, great. There's not too much more to say about it, other than I think that this is the best entry point to the Marvel Universe since the original Iron Man or Captain America. Someone oh, God, can start yeah. here and then watch whatever, you know, it's it's okay. no longer like, okay. oh, yeah, don't work with it. Yeah. Oh, Holy crap, sense. I never thought of that. Um, and and so I think that deserves a lot of praise for a mo- for something that's had 19 movies now. Um, and so that seems like this crazy behemoth to try and get into. You can start here. Um, and then uh, number five, is a movie that I think that is probably going to be very high on everyone else's list. And it's still pretty high on my list. Number five is Paddington 2. 
Um, and I'm gonna just I'm just gonna like step back from it because I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a lot of words said about Paddington Two later, and I want to give the time for that. But it is amazing. It's one of the best kids' movies I've seen in forever, and I love children's movies. Like that's what I love to watch the most. And this is just, it's heartfelt. It's it's incredibly well done. It's exciting. It's everything. It's Paddington Two. All right. Uh, all right then. Okay. Well, we are just cruising right along now, Peter. <laughs> Peter, let's get number four. Uh, well, right. Alex, do you want to give your yeah, five? Yeah, Alex, number oh, five. Oh, shit, you're right. Wow. Um, Good catch, Russ. Okay, yeah. I you should be the host, Russ. Switch it. Nah. <laughs> no one man should have all the power. I'm also super drunk. <laughs> uh, all right, my number five is a little movie called Mandy. Nice. <laughs> this movie is absolutely insane. Um, and it's, you watch the first half and you don't know what it is. Yep. And then you watch it go crazy for the second. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a amazing soundtrack. The cinematography makes it look like it's like a seventies metal or like progressive rock album cover. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you get to watch uh, Nicholas Cage chainsaw duel with, uh, demons. This movie uh, is insane. I I loved it. <laughs> will I will I ever be able to watch it again? I don't know. Yes, uh, oh, okay. but yeah, is is probably the answer. Yeah. Uh, all right. So in that case, yes. Now now let's kick it back to Peter. There we go. Oh okay. Um, Roma <laughs> is my number four. Oh, I forgot to watch this. Um, this is just like when we you know. A beautiful, beautiful, beautiful piece of storytelling of a... There's nothing about this movie that I really should have connected with in, in, on, like, a personal level. Kind of like eighth grade, almost. Like, I am not a housekeeper in... Uh, I'm not sure what year it was. Like, 80s Mexico. Like, I am not a unwed pregnant mother. Like, but this movie is just so beautifully done that you just you're instantly a part of this world and along for this ride from like minute one that it's just it's so affecting uh and yeah i don't know what else to say it's just it's just it's absolutely beautiful um it's it doesn't try to do too much too it's very slice of life which is usually you know if you can tell from my list is something i really love Mm -hmm. um but yeah, uh, I highly suggest just watching it because it's also, you know, it's on Netflix. So find, I think it's like two hours and 10 minutes. Find some time to really lock in and watch this black and white subtitle movie. Uh, do yourself a favor because it is gorgeous. Awesome. <laughs> Ugh, sorry. My, been a lot. Well, I was going to say, there's so much buzz right now for Roma uh, that I know I need to give it a, a, a shot. Yeah, so oh, to get it out going. Yeah, make sure you do have <laughs> the hardest thing is just making sure you actually do have two hours to sit down and lock into this movie. Yeah, I got that. Uh, I think I might see it in theaters because I am worried that I will like fuck around on my phone if I don't, and where, I won't yeah. be picked. Where's it playing? Uh, uh, Alamo. <laughs> I might do that too. That's a cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. Because it's, it's 
I would say that's a great because it's one of those movies that like every few minutes is the perfect minute to pause it, you know? Yeah. And I think you can get kind of lost into getting your attention out of the way or pausing it to do something real quick. And it really deserves your attention, even though it's very slowly moving through what it's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number three is uh, The Favorite, um, which is kind of surprising for me. I mean, I like, is it Giannis? What is his name? Yargos Lanthimos. Yargos. I like, I kind of, I like the lobster well enough. Uh, oh, it's this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like him a lot. I like the lobster well enough. I thought Killing of a Sacred Deer was very weird. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I liked it. Uh, I wasn't a fan. Um, but, man, I found this movie so perfect. Um, I, I'm i one of the people that laughed from beginning to end. I've heard very different stories about people seeing this movie. Like, I laughed every once in a while, or I left the movie theater and then realized how funny it was. <laughs> sort of like... <laughs> One of those sort of flicks, I laughed from beginning to end. I just, I could not get over how hilarious this world was. Um, I thought every single performance was incredible. Um, and I, I love Olivia Coleman, so I'm so glad she's got uh, an award nomination. Um, it's oh, man. Delightful. I, I've been hearing such, literally 50% of the people I've talked to have either hated it or loved it. <laughs> I'm team love. Oh, I was awesome. saying, it's it's just it. I think it's oddly his less weird movie ever. Granted, I haven't seen Dogtooth, whatever they want to see. Oh man, Dogtooth is rough, but crazy. Yeah. It's I liked it. I don't know if I can say that. No, I don't think I liked it, and but I first, enjoyed it. It's kind of the first movie of his that I think has a really interesting message to it at the end of it, and I think the ending is absolutely perfect. But, so, so can I ask why are people not laughing at it at the moment. Like, why is the I, comedy I have no so fucking hard to... clue. It's, it's an overt comedy. People are yeah. stupid. I think it's there's just a lot of cruelty to some of the stuff that's happening. Uh, okay. But it, but it's it's screaming at you that it's kind of like Nicholas Holt's entire performance is farcical, and I love it. <laughs> huh. I gotta see this now. I didn't realize it was him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Number two uh, for me is Infinity War. This movie shouldn't work. Like, I mean, it's weird saying this about every Avengers movie and most Marvel movies ever. This shouldn't work. You know, like a two hour and 40 minute movie like this with 30 something plus characters shouldn't work. But they did that amazing thing of like, okay, to fix that, we're actually going to make it about Thanos. 70% is about him. And I think that that's something that it just clicks on it and really puts the whole thing together and adds more weight to it from his perspective, more so than any other character who are saying their perspective of this movie is the world's going to end. But the weight comes from the fact that Thanos has motivation and history to him in a way that I was just shocked to have seen. Um, it, it's, it's a two hour and 40 minute movie that when I saw it the first time, I could have swore it was an hour and a half. Yeah. And for, for the past couple of years of a lot of the things we've talked about, about how long and obnoxious movies are for that reason, this is shocking how quick this movie goes by. I saw it four times in the theaters, um, and it never slows down. It I don't think there's a wasted scene throughout this entire film. 
I think every moment is necessary um, or fun, you know, like, like granted, you know, you could easily cut the um, Drax is pretending to be invisible sequence. That's just charming. But I think when it's two hours and 40 minutes, like you need those little diversions throughout it. Um, and it's great. And it, cause it's, it's so weird that this is truly an event comic of a movie and event comics are very bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're, event comics are horribly paced. Um, usually have no ramifications are boring and annoying. Like you have to do 9 million other things to get the whole story of an event comic. But this is in a, a two hour and 40 minute event comic of a film that I think works in everything it does. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, it's exactly the, probably if you go back a couple of years and listen to me talk about how much and how amazing the Avengers was and why that shouldn't have worked. This is that times 10. Yeah. Um, so, so incredibly fun and, and exciting. And as I said, it feels like an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I could not have said it better myself. Uh, all right, Russ, <laughs> let's hear what you have to say. Cool, man. Uh, we're on four. Uh, cool. Uh, my number four of the year is a Faye for it. Um, it's Lanthimos doing what I didn't even know he could do. But yeah, performances top to bottom in this movie. Olivia Coleman, Rachel Weisz, and Emma Stone all just literally knock it out of the park. Nicholas Holt, I thought, could have maybe got a supporting actor because he's just like a really funny side character. But this movie is is brilliant. It, it is probably the funniest movie I've seen this year, uh, top to bottom. And I was in a theater that got it. They were they were smart. It was in Lower Manhattan, so you know. Uh, <laughs> but they they got it. It it, it is a straight out and out comedy. It is just really, really funny. I think that uh, just what, like scenes, just like Olivia Coleman's character is so over the top, and I could see that being played by anyone other than her. Not great. Her character almost becomes would be could be almost too much in a lot of other movies, but she's grounded with such a vulnerability, and I think that's what makes every character in this movie work. Is that they as over the top as some of what they're doing might seem, you completely understand their motivations and everything that every character does in this movie works in lockstep to the motivations in terms of what they want out of their little like machinations. It's really, really, really like just a beautiful, funny, hilarious movie. And I, I, if Olivia, I hope Olivia Coleman wins best actress, but she's not going to. Um, my number three, uh, we're, we're getting into repeat territory, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, it's the, it's probably the most just flat out fun I had in a movie theater this year. It, it's just the way that it, it celebrates comic books while also, effing with what you know about comic books and yada yadaing stuff that you don't need to know is is just so great and Spider-Man is the perfect character to do this with because we all know 
we all know like at least five or six different iterations of Spider-Man growing up from the old cart from the 60s cartoon to the mm-hmm. 90s cartoon to the 2000s movies to the 2000s movies to the 2000s <laughs> movies we all have our own like Spider-Man kind of that we identify with and this one says oh what if we throw all that shit in a blender and just kind of see what happens I think that the playfulness of of like Lord and Miller uh, and the way they like to make movies is there, even though they didn't direct this and it was Peter Ramsey and two other dudes. It, it just, it feels so alive and kinetic. And I want to see so many more movies ape this style because I think it, it's a really like, I want a whole Spider-Man universe of just this stuff. And the post credit scene is the best. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's amazing also just seeing something like use internet culture and memes and things like that and not be completely cringy. Yeah, right. seriously. And and this movie like respects hand drawn art. Yeah, they yeah. use they use CGI models, but then they drew over them with real art, <laughs> with real two D artists. So that's what gives it like it's like. I don't know. It, it, it's the animation is fantastic. It, this has to, I'm, and I'm so happy to see that it's like running away right now with a lot of the best animated feature awards because it is the best animated feature by a mile. Yeah. So this seems to be the first year in absolute my entire memory in which I think the best animated film might actually win best animated film at the Oscar. It's, yeah. it, it's yeah. going to be the first time in a long time. They're not. I, I think they're not just going to give it to Disney for Ralph Breaks the Internet, which would make me fucking abort myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and you could do that at any age now in New York, son. Um, (laughs) Topical. Anyway. Wow. uh, How's the box office doing now? I know it was like... It's doing well. It was was a little not so great to start, but a lot of the movies that came out in late December have had legs, bro. So they're they're doing well. Uh, it's or it's over. It, it's made its budget back, and it's starting to do. It's starting to unroll internationally. It, it's made definitely enough for a sequel, and they already have two in mind. So, uh, my number two is Paddington Two. This goddamn movie was number one. On my, uh, if we're, if I'm doing it knockout style, which you can do for most of the year until you get to December and then everything comes out and it fucks your list. But this movie was number one for such a long time. It's so fucking delightful. Mm-hmm. It's, it, that is the only word I can think, it's, it's the most appropriate word I guess I could think of when I'm talking about Paddington is it is one of the most delightful experiences I've ever had in the theater period at the end. Hugh Grant. Is oh, so good. fantastic. He's having fun. The the movie the the music is great. Paddington the bear himself. I love that dude. I ride for that dude. And when you see a shitty Christopher Robin movie come out this year, it's like Ugh. didn't like have you guys learned nothing? And what I didn't realize was that both Paddingtons, written and directed by the fucking mighty Bush dude. Really? Yes. Oh. Shit. Paul King. No clue. I was like, why do I know that name? Yeah. It's the guy who made Mighty Boosh. Um, 
but it's just a beautiful, beautiful movie that doesn't take itself too seriously, and you know most of what's going to happen, but even like the last scene of the movie, I knew, I, I could have told you exactly what was going to happen, and then as it happens, I'm still almost about to bawl tears of joy, because it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, Paddington 2, and I know everyone thinks like, no, these Paddington movies, like no one, no one really thinks they're that good. Paddington 2 makes fucking Paddington 1, and I've said this before, look like Human Centipede 3. <laughs> that, that's how good it is. And I like Paddington 1, but it's just I a beautiful movie. Human, I thought you were going to say Human Centipede 3. Please, people, that see this movie. That first one's got its merits. It's no. good. But, oh, uh, HC1? Yeah. It's kind of funny. But, yeah. uh... See Paddington 2 if you haven't already, if you just want to have a great time and you just want to feel good and maybe have a little uh, marmalade. Oh, I love that part. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm done. Alex? Oh, okay, God, I'm so over. sorry. Oh, my God. This... No, no, Tiggs, Tiggs. Sorry about that. I... It was one second. <laughs> <laughs> one job, Alex. One job. <laughs> Yeah, Alex, a single second is a 30th of the way to Mars. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, only pop star came out this year. Um, yeah. So my number four is Avengers Infinity War. Um, yeah, I mean, this this movie for its crazy length never felt that long. It, it was bombastic and, and intense. And there's so many characters that, it, every, again, like Pete was saying, it, this should not have worked. I don't understand how this worked. But it worked really fucking well. Um, it was just everything that I hoped it would be. Uh, it, it delivered on all the promises that I really thought, like, ever since seeing him in the first, like, after credit sequence, however many years ago that was, he's just been, like, this side note, like, building up, building up, building up, and then they fucking delivered. And, like, that's an impossible task that they somehow nailed. Um, just a great Thanos movie, a great Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my number three is Black Klansman, um, because I super mm. enjoyed myself watching this movie. I, I think the great performances movie. were stellar. Um, I, th- there are there are a lot of moments in like the next between like the the top four. I feel like these are the movies that I remembered moments in the most and most vividly all year, and that I would always think back on. Um, and that like I still I think that the funniest moment in movies this year by far is uh is when um when he goes to take the picture with David Duke and just like grabs him um <laughs> i was like a huge burst of la- like i just loved so much about all of this movie um the character is great it's so great to see spike lee actually put out like a good movie again um so yeah it's been a very yeah. long time um maybe but, like, again you can't it, really criticize too much there's like it's like 95% great and 5% yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, it's got a really weird intro. Um, that... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, and it just kind of takes off, and it's super great. Um, and then number two, uh, which is a movie that I just saw um, and really, really, really loved, um, is A Star is Born. Um, it's a good movie, man. I, the, the whole, I went into it thinking I'd be like, I'll think this is okay. And, yeah. and like as each as each scene starts to play up, you're like, oh, I know. Like her dad is just like such a dick 
doesn't want her to sing. Like, no, super supportive dad. I'm like, oh. All right. Oh, but and the brother and it's brother the dice just, man. Yeah, and it's the dice man doing a great, great role, like actually acting. Like what? Mm-hmm. And then you think like, oh, his brother's gonna be—he's gonna be like embezzling money from. It's gonna be something like like now, nah, brother's just got you know best interest at heart. Like oh, but she's gonna like really turn. I just become like a jerk and unsupport. Like no, no. Oh, oh. So I've just been watching Bradley Cooper is the villain of this movie. Um, <laughs> and I've been watching him the whole time, and like just been enthralled with his story. Like yeah, kind of. And that is just, it was superb. Um, and the songs, God, can't get any of them out of my head. They are, it's just, it's just so good. And just such a, wow. it's just a good experience. I, I need to see this. Okay. It's, re- it's um, good. It's real good. All right, then. I really enjoy I it. I guess I'm going to do my, uh, yeah, three, two. Yeah. All right. So for number four, uh, I'm sorry to bother you. Mm. Um, this movie was just cool. Like, it felt like I was like reading an awesome indie comic from like the mid two thousands that like was getting like passed through my like friends. That. that like, it, it's it kind of felt like I don't know. It, it, it's it was interesting watching something and feeling like I was watching a cult classic. Uh, right yes. as I was watching it. Like before it had time to like get a cult following. Um, it's weird. Uh, it's funny. It has, um, like actual, like (laughs) messaged thought behind it. And like, it's, uh, and like every character in it is again, just weird and intriguing. And I could, you think that, you know, again, another movie that the marketing was a, a a weird being switched for. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, the white voice like doesn't matter after like twenty minutes. No, it kind of no. like yeah, it's so weird. Like if this movie I could have seen getting made in like the mid nineties with like Tank Girl style effects for the weird mm-hmm. people getting transformed and stuff like that. Um, but like it's yeah, like it feels like something I would have loved at, like most any age. Um, yeah. And it it just I don't know why it just clicked with me so much that like I, it was a movie that I was like talking about nonstop for a bunch and just thinking about. Um, then I ended the Spider Verse for number three. Um, like everyone said before, this is one of the most enjoyable superhero movies since the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah. In terms of just like sheer pleasure that you got just from watching it and like wanting to stay in these worlds with these characters because I could have watched a show of this. Um, everyone was cast perfect, like you guys said. Um, the the just the animation and the the cinematography, the look and feel of it um, embraced being a comic book movie that like no one has done successfully before this way. <laughs> The fact that they um, made Spider Pig actually work is amazing. Yeah. And like usually like having like comic book noises and things like that in transitions in a movie um just feels like a weird crutch that someone would use. Agreed. Um here it just like colored the whole thing so well. Um and I think because of this movie, I think we will see like Miles Morales in the actual like Spider Man oh, universe. Yeah, yeah. Like I think sure. there's no way getting around that now. Like this, this made him a star. 
Um, yeah. They teased him in the most the first. Uh, oh um, yeah. Game, right? yeah, yeah, but yeah. Now they... like Don Glover was the prowler. Yeah, yeah. It was um, a very, 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 very right inside yeah. baseball reference, but yeah, yes. It's the only kind of baseball um, I play. I I agree with with what Peter said before that like um, no other of like the other like animated Marvel or DC things like um, none of them were like good enough for uh, theatrical releases for the most part. No. Um, but man, uh, this is such a high quality. It's great. Um, and number two for me, back to back Marvel because it's gonna be Infinity War. Nice. I love this movie. I literally, when I it was done, I was like, I want to go again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the fact that like this is more than the sum of its parts, and also each individual part is so unique and awesome, and it's going cosmic was like never my highest priority for like a Marvel <laughs> universe. I kind of thought it was gonna get stupid real fast um but no i fucking love it uh this is one of my favorite marvel movies of all time it should feel like four different movies thrown together but it just feels like one cohesive movie it does it's it's mind-boggling how it works yeah it's amazing um i love infinity war (laughs) (laughs) i said it i want to be more than friends uh, all right, guys, let's go around and let's get some honorable mentions. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's mix it up here. Russ, what are your honorable mentions? Uh, well, I've got a, I got a couple. Um, they, they didn't make my list and made other people's, so I'll knock those two out real quick. Uh, Avengers, Infinity War, uh, really loved it. Uh, great movie. It's just, like I was telling people before, my top 15 to 20 was so strong this year that I feel bad that there's movies that didn't make it. Avengers being one of them. Yeah. Uh, same thing for Sorry to Bother You. Uh, absolutely loved it, but just didn't quite, quite crack the list. Uh, one that didn't make anybody else's that I really loved was Widows. I I thought it was just a well-comprised uh, heist film from a different perspective that we haven't seen. And then uh, just two other little ones real quick. Uh, Anna and the Apocalypse, really fun movie that is really going to be remade as an American movie in like another two years, and I know it. Oh yeah, and We the Animals, which no oh, one saw, but was beautiful and just a great little small movie. Those are some honorable mentions. That would have probably been my fifteen, like my eleven through fifteen. Yeah, actually no, because eighth grade was great. <laughs> and won't you be my neighbor? And Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, I was about to. Say. Really good year, you guys. Okay, I'm done. Uh, okay, uh, Tiggs, what were your honorable mentions? Um, yeah, uh, so one that has been talked about uh, would be If History Could Talk. Uh, it was really great. Um, uh, besides that, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, also super fun movie. Um, narrowly cut. Uh, same thing with Crazy Rich Asians, because that movie's just fun. I can oh, watch yeah, that movie it. whenever. Loved it. Um, and, and then two uh, Phoenix films, uh, Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot, which I really enjoyed, and You Were Never Really Here, which was also narrowly cut. I kept mixing those two movies up. <laughs> yeah. Don't I Worry, guess... You Were Never Really Here. <laughs> um, both really great um, for completely different reasons. Um, and then and also Searching, because I liked it. 
And Overlord. Oh. There we go. All right, now I'm done. I, yeah. When we're off the air, I want to know the twist of searching. Uh, no, no, I'll, I'll see searching. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. Ignore me. Uh, and that's all for me. Uh, for me, yeah, a lot of the things, I, I mean, for definitely a lot of the things that have already been said, so I'm not going to go back over those, but a couple things I want to highlight. Um, Death of Stalin. Oh, I wanted to see that so bad. Um, that, was, that was good, yeah. Only left my top ten because on second viewing, I think the last ten minutes really halt all the excitement of the movie. That's interesting. Okay. I, I don't think they're I don't think they're as exciting a second time around, but I still think it's one of the funniest movies of the year before that. Um and it shouldn't be. <laughs> they should not have been able to make a comedy out of this. Uh um just to hark back to last year cuz I didn't I just didn't know where to put it or how to use it is I Kill Giants that I still haven't seen that. I saw it 2 years ago. Oh, I liked it. I saw it 2 years ago um when it was in festivals and then it actually came out this year. That movie's beautiful um i have it on blu-ray if you want to borrow it um um and then i would highly suggest uh i think i'm the only one that saw is thoroughbreds oh i didn't see that it's really very good uh really really good um so definitely go check that out and then um two two movies around my top like 25 that i just want to mention now is um first uh Teen Titans go in the movies. Oh my god! Great. Yeah. Is it should not be that fun. I haven't actually seen it, but I've only heard the soundtrack in Russ's car, and I, I want to see it so bad. Yeah. That's so delightful. Yeah, along those same line, same line of this shouldn't be that fun. Um, looking at my top twenty-five, the movie that keeps jumping out at me and making me smile is Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew oh, was fucking god. hilarious. Yes, that movie was so good. Uncle Drew was so good, and I, like, I, as I said, like, go, like I have my whole list in front of me, been doing it kind of knockout style, and just looking at it, and my eyes keep jumping to Uncle Drew. God, that movie was enjoyable. It's really funny. I don't know anything about Uncle Drew. Huh. Alex, right. do you have any honorables? I do. My So the next ones on my list were uh, Black Panther, A Quiet Place, and Won't You Be My Neighbor. Nice. Um, those were all... Uh, just great like in their own ways for all the reasons we said before don't need to talk about them again yeah. uh our guest let's get some number ones do you want to guess who's that what everyone's number one is yeah i do actually when do we do worst do we do worst at the end oh should we do worst now yeah let's do worst no right, yeah let's do worst anybody have any nominations for worst um red sparrow oh that is up there i forgot how much that movie sucked uh, I didn't see it, but Solo? Does anyone take Solo? No, I like that movie. That was that's in my fine. top 20. Yeah. Um, uh, Life Itself. Mm. I'm going to throw out a mile 22. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to th- throw out uh, Peppermint. Everyone thinks. <laughs> Did, uh... I'm going to throw out Ready Player One. Oh, you know what? Oh, yes. Fuck yeah. It's Ready Player Fuck One. I fucking hate that movie, and I blocked it out that I saw it. But the thing is, you'll see it. You'll thing is, it's on HBO now, so I've watched it twice. Yeah, me it's too. Dumb. I, but, Engines? That was real bad. But Mile Twenty Two is offensive. But but in Ready I kinda Player love One, how shitty Mile Twenty Two is. Wait, yeah, he's not a double agent. He was a, a triple, triple agent. agent. Just the fact, <laughs> oh, that John Malkovich says that line. <laughs> 
but, a triple but, okay. agent would just be an agent. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ready Player One. Okay. Remember when he finds out the bad guy's really bad because he's not a real fan? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. The movie's just gatekeeping the movie. I mean, that and that book isn't... It's not a great book, but it's a super fun book. No. Terrible book. Um... But, like, there, there's reason, like, this whole thing is like, now nah, people just really like video games. And in the book, it's like, no, people can't live in the world that we're supposed to live in. There's a very different feeling to, like, the reason, it's, oh, right. the movie is so bad. Uh, that movie maybe could have flown ten years ago, but the fact that, like, the way people break games now in, like, a matter of, like, hours. I agree. The fact that no one went backwards is, like, an insult and... to the intelligence. And that they could do that every day, right? It was like, this This was a constant yeah. thing. In the book, it was like, what, like once every, however, like, oh my god. And again, not a good book, but it made more sense. And the fact that, and like, I mean, it's, I'm sure, issue with book and film. Uh, she's as good or smarter than him. Why smarter. is she saying, no, you have to be the hero, because I'm yeah. just a woman. <laughs> but but How it's okay, dude. Be? You see, you see, Master Chief for two seconds, so it must be good. Don't look at me; I'm so hideous. <laughs> Super. Oh yeah, I have a birthmark. Yeah. I have, yeah, I have a birthmark. Like what? Remember that movie, Beastly? We was like, oh no, I can't love you. You're not you're too hideous. <laughs> I've got a face tat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had a time. Remember that movie, Mask? It's like, the... <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like I'm smoking. No, 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 no. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not uh, gonna do that. Jurassic um, my, my other nominations are uh, Christopher Robin, which I don't know who that movie was for. I agree, but I, I wouldn't nominate for worst. Um, and Proud Mary. I didn't see that. Um, oh, so bad. But uh, for me, uh, nothing's worse than Red Sparrow for me because it's just it's so insulting to women. I don't get it. I don't get how it was made in 2018. Red Sparrow is really bad. Life itself is definitely. Did, did, did anyone see Welcome to Marwin? No. no. Happy Time Murders, real, real bad. Um, nope. Can't I think it's it. the first year in which we don't have, like, a consensus worse that everyone's seen. It's or, mile 22. I, I could go, I could go, um, ready for <coughs> Or, oh, Death Wish. Oh, my God, Death Wish. Oh, that was so bad. Oh, it's so tone deaf. For the, oh, my but God. Wait, but wait, 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 hang on, hang on. Yeah. You know Eli Roth directed that, right? Yeah. And Eli Roth directed a pretty good movie this year, too. <laughs> oh yeah, that watch with the house and the clock in its thing. Yeah, the watch with the clock and the house in its hands. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, you <laughs> won't get far in the. House <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I'm 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 standing for uh, Mile Twenty Two or Ready Player One. I won't for Mile Twenty Two because I forgot about it. But as soon as you said it, I would put that movie on right now. No, you wouldn't. I would in a heartbeat. Oh, but, but it's the such dumb. A crazy Ma choice. Mark Wahlberg is narrating the whole movie to who? <laughs> it's so stupid. I love exactly. It's just like the first season of True Detective. <laughs> hey, I like. That. <laughs> um, All right, I, I think I'm we do. We give it to Mile Twenty Two. No, no. Yes. there's more consensus around not giving it to them. Yeah. All right, I Ready Player One. Who will do that? Who will me up? I would do Fine. it. Yeah. I might watch Ready Player One after this, though. Now that we've but that's the thing. It's like, I've watched Ready Player One, like, three times. Because I'm always I like, this fucking movie. And it, and then I'll just continually, okay, fine, Ready Player One. I would I would watch Mile 22 right now. 
but not because you like it. Kind of though. I mean, it's not. You know how many times I've seen this is forty? Oh this, no! How many times? Like forty times. No, you have. But it's bad. This is the fortieth time you've seen this is forty. Did you have that part? And it's and it's woefully bad. <laughs> but don't mistake me watching something for it being good. How many times have you seen Interstellar? Uh, well, I'm I'm only thirty four years old, so I've seen it once. <laughs> that's all the time I have in my life. That movie's so fucking long and dumb. Okay, fine. Let's just let's just call it Ready Player One. Ready Player One is the worst movie of the year. Take that, Spielberg. Awesome. I I feel uh, vindicated. You know what? Um, Tiggs, to make you feel better, why don't you tell me your number one movie? Yep. Number one movie is Peppermint. We've been talking about it this whole time. I don't know what you guys (laughs) are talking about. It's so bad, it's good. It's great. No, uh, my number one movie is A Quiet Place. Um, I I think that 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 is just a supremely, superbly done, tense experience from start to finish. Um, I think that everything that I thought about that movie was immediately thrown out the window in the first 15 seconds. Um, I, I think that the rules that movie sets up within the first 30 seconds are phenomenal and that they yeah. basically stick to it, except, you know, that they can, you know, why not just build a house closer to a waterfall, I guess, is like the real, why would you just do that? Um, but, all the you know, for having such a small cast and just like little happening, I, I think that, yeah, it, it's just super great, super tense. Uh, you feel... The, the, the like Krasinski's performance of like just being like a terrified father just comes through. And when he's like, I love you. Whew. Yeah. Oh my, yeah. When, and there's always what, like, I always feel like whenever I watch a movie and you see someone running on screen, like, it's very obvious that they're just like fake running because they have to do this one take 3,000 times. So they can't. Yeah. Do it. But like when Krasinski is running at the end to the silo, you, he is, it is like his own kid's life. Or it's like, it's amazing just, just how well that is done. So are you saying he might be the new uh, running man for Tom Cruise? <laughs> I'm saying exactly that. <laughs> wow, that's high praise. No, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Like, it's, I, I just, I could watch this movie again and again. Um, I want to put it on now. And then again, like, the little button at the end where it's just like, Alien to Aliens, is, I'm fully on board. If they were to do a movie that started from there and did that, and just went right from there, in. Let's go. That's awesome. All right, Uh, Peter, let's get your number one. Uh, Surprising no one. Um, It's uh, Peppermint. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as I heard Puh, I was like, yeah, we know. Peppermint. Okay. That was better than my Peppermint joke. Damn it. Thank you. Um, It's Paddington 2. This has been my favorite movie of the year since, like, January 5th. Or whatever I saw it. Like, yeah. it is... And I I was... I, 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 it's the weirdest thing to toot my horn about, but I was the first person to, like, get on that trade for Paddington 1 of, like, my friend group. And the uphill... Because you're so cool. I know, are there, yeah. Are there the others up- in our friend group that are up there for Paddington 1? No. I like Paddington 1. The, the right. uphill battle it was for me to get people to first believe me when I said Paddington one was good. And then to get, then to get them to watch Paddington one was so tiring. And then when Paddington, when I saw Paddington two, I was so fucking excited for it. It blew my expectations out of the water. Mm-hmm. Like the, a children's sequel should not be good. Yeah. A children's movie sequel should be a cash grab. 
it shouldn't be my favorite movie of the year. D2, like, The Mighty Ducks? Yeah. <laughs> it's it the least a good duck. <laughs> is it, it's, do you think it's worse than three? I love D3 because their little duck tricks wouldn't work anymore. That's true. <laughs> um, uh, I just I just love it. And it's just like, because it, it's, it's, as everyone said before, it's simple, but it's beautiful. I think the ending is the perfect way to do, like, the tearjerker moment. Like, because you know it's coming. And it's just taking its time to get there, which I think makes you cry more and possibly harder. Which I, is like... Go ahead. Well... Um, which is slightly different from like the Pixar way of making movies, which is just let's just pile on sad stuff to make you cry for 15 minutes before you leave. Yeah. Pile on and pile on. Paddington 2 is like, we have that one thing you've been waiting for. We're just going to make you wait for it. And then, and then for it to just end right oh, there. It fades to black. Brilliant. During that moment. Like yeah. it is so good. Um, yeah. And then Hugh Grant deserves an Oscar nomination. Yeah, for, yeah, he was for so him. good in that. Um, I forget who we like. Well, else we said before, but I think he's a huge sub. And then the the dad from Beale Street should have been nominated. <laughs> but we'll talk about Oscar soon. But Paddington Two is just it's just so it's you're I'm you're locked in at minute one, and you believe that this you believe in this bear's world yeah. so heartedly, and nothing feels out of place. And he's just the sweet and like. Every little callback it did to the first one, like the hard stare moment, was oh, yeah. so good. Um, I, I I can't I can't even explain. It's incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Peter. Okay, uh, Russ. I'm not polite cool, enough man. as a host. I see this now. Uh, my favorite movie of the year. Uh, it's been on other people's lists, but I. Someone said they wouldn't be able to watch it again. I have seen it multiple times. Mandy. Uh, oh wow! I it, it from the first goddamn minute, I was like, "What <laughs> in the fuck is going on?" The, the, the what is the first line again that that the kids have has? Oh, uh, knock knock. Who's there? Eric, Eric Shrada. <laughs> oh yeah, Eric Shrada. Who? Chips. Is that what... And he doesn't even say yeah. it right. He doesn't say the joke right. It's so good. Um, and the man. cheese goblin. Oh my god! Cheddar, Cheddar goblin. goblin. Cheddar goblin. Oh, Sorry. Movie's ridiculous. I love it. It's it's so incredible. It it is the strange. I I didn't even know if I was actually watching what I was watching while it was on because Nicolas Cage hasn't hit good crazy Nicolas Cage in a little while. <laughs> Since, like, I would say Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, which is a fabulous movie. I never saw that. What? Oh, my God. Stop everything you're doing. Get off this podcast and watch Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, because it's brilliant. And Exhibit is a revelation. Ooh, Exhibit's in it? Yes. Oh, I'm sold. But, yeah, Mandy just... (laughs) It's also... I'm I'm a sucker for movies with... Or and things with like really saturated '80s looking grindhouse feel with super synthy soundtracks and chainsaw fights and massive amounts of violence and cults and demons and Nicolas Cage being crazy and women being sacrificed. I'm that's what I'm a sucker for. I <laughs> when he walks into the house towards the end of the movie. And he just does everything you shouldn't do when you're killing demons. Like, 
He takes all of the drugs. He picks yeah. up a jar of weird liquid and is just like, I'll drink this, I guess. It's the fucking weirdest. <laughs> the look that he gives in the car at the end, where he's like smiling with all the blood over him, is has haunted my dreams. And yeah, he the... goes to the trailer to meet Carruthers, a.k.a. Bill Duke, to get shit to go murder everyone. That is my favorite. They let her on fire! That was like, amazing. It's so good. This movie uh, is perfect. All right, I want right. to watch I it can't, every I, day. I, I don't know what I was thinking when I said I don't know if I can watch it again. I'll watch this right now. No, yeah. I, want, I wish I wasn't talking to you people so I could watch it. <laughs> Eric Estrada from Chips. Come on, it's the greatest movie I've ever seen. And I can't wait for them to do, for them to do midnight screenings of this at, like, Nighthawk and, yeah, you know, oh, theaters. Because this is a midnight screening movie for forever. Yep. It, oh, yep. they, have, like, they have, like, packs that you get, right? Weren't we looking at that? Like, Yes. They have, were, yeah. They you have, like, like Mandy. Order Cheddar Goblin, like, packs and shit like that. Yeah, there, there's, there's marketing around this film. Oh, oh yeah. Beautiful. And I and Panos Cosmatos sounds very similar to Yorgos Lanthimos Greeks. Um, Some good Greeks. No, it's a good thing. I like Greeks. Greeks held two spots in my in my list. Number one and number four. Greeks are doing it. Uh, I gotta see what this guy does next, and I hope it has Nicolas Cage in it. Nicolas Cage, he had a great year. Yeah, yeah. This Spider Verse. Oh, I, I guess, forgot oh, that he was Titans the more Go. Spider-Man. Oh, I forgot that he was Superman. Man, he was Superman, uh... Spider-Man Noir, and he was Red Miller. This movie's yeah. perfect. It's number one, number one, going away. And it's my number one next year, too. <laughs> All right, you're I'm right. finished. All right, Alex. Alex! Oh, man. I hate that this movie's my number one. Okay. But it is. You have to scroll over that. Yeah, you could change it if you want. No, no, it is because no movie affected me more than this one this year. Oh, okay. And it is Hereditary. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. I can you love something and hate it at the same time? <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> because that's exactly how I feel about this movie. I never once looked away, even though I wanted to constantly. I wanted to turn this movie off a thousand times, but didn't. I hated the way it made me feel. I wanted to go away and hide <laughs> and take a shower. And like the, the shot that when it lingers on the son's face, as you hear Tony Collette just screaming and like, that is not a moment. I want to be in again. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Totally. But it just, it, it was so effective. I, and, and again, just like putting together that with the music, the cinematography, the performances, I <laughs> loved it and hated it so much. Uh, it was nothing else uh, affected me this year this much. Yeah. That's a fair point because it is a fucking terrible film. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That I love. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> All right. Peter, um, have you tallied it up? Yeah, I have. Um, not a, like, not a great deal of, um, re- repeats here. 
No. Which makes it weird. I might be one of our. The consensus is going to be something we none of us agree with. Yeah. Not at number one. I feel like in, uh, Infinity War made it the highest on all of our lists. Yeah. It didn't uh, make my list. Oh, yeah. Three of our lists. Yeah. Two years ago, Mad Max won with 37. Last year, Get Out won with 30. And second place was both 29 for Lady Bird and Blade Runner. <sighs> Excuse me. Uh, this year, first place, only, first place only has 26 points. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, and second place is a tie with only 25. Um, second place, tied for second. So second and third is Infinity War and Paddington 2 um, with 25 points. And then that what makes number one, because it's the only movie I believe on all four is Into the Spider-Verse. Oh. Wow. Wow. Who cares? So we did not swerve. expect that to happen. Yeah. Start over. Okay. Everyone you know do your lists. Spider-Verse is on all four. Infinity War is on three. Yep. Paddington 2 is on three. Uh, and then every, nothing else is on more than twice. Oh, I'm sorry. Black Panther Black is, Panther. but it was, it was pretty high on all our lists. Yeah, I guess that's true. So Black Panther is what, like four? Five, so ten... No. Well, Black Panther's technically behind Mandy because it's in two top fives. Okay. Um, so, like, Mandy uh, quiet, Mandy has 16, Quiet Place has 15, Favorite, uh, uh, Favorite has 15. Huh. Yeah. Wow. wow. Weird year. Uh, really spread out here. So, is so, okay? The official movie movie, top three movies of the year? Yeah. Uh, number one, Into the Spider-Verse. All right, that's pretty awesome. I'll take it. Or did you say the two and three? You, you started no, saying. <laughs> I did. I did. So I did. Uh, yeah. Was it number two? Is uh, Avengers: Infinity War? Yep. And number three, Paddington Two. Yeah, you can swap those two if you like. Uh, I will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. It, it's more. It's probably the most like just purely enjoyable movie year in a while. In turn, like there wasn't all all the big award season stuff just didn't do it for clearly any of us outside of the favorite. Uh, I guess Beale Street. Beale Street. Yeah, I love Beale Street, but that wasn't nominated for Best Picture, which makes no sense. Um, That definitely should have been. That's crazy. First Reformed, I loved, but it wasn't nominated, so... Yeah. First Reformed was, like, 12 on my list. That's the thing. Like, my top 10, my top 20 to 25 this year has never been as strong. Yeah. I I enjoyed, and I saw 66 movies, no, 67, 67 movies last year, and I loved 25 of them. Wow. Nice. Did like, you? there's stuff I didn't even <laughs> mention. Like, I did, did, again, it like, didn't come up on anybody's list, like, uh, freaking... Uh, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, which was one of the best movies, one of the best action movies I've ever seen. It's not even on my list. Better than Peppermint? Nope. <laughs> uh, Mamma Mia 2. I loved right. it. Thank right. you, everybody. This has been the movie. movie. No, no. You guys, Mamma Mia 2 is so sick. Oh, so he gets away with this, but Peppermint is so crazy. I just tried to end the show. <laughs> we know, but is there? But anybody else surprised? I'm surprised that there was no Deadpool two anymore. You can find us at movie. No, okay, uh, Deadpool two is good. I just don't know if it was. It's fine. I don't think it had the lasting impact in my brain that the first one did. No, it was good, and I lucked, lucked out, and I didn't think about it ever again. I think it was maybe the 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 sameness of it 
hurt yeah. it, its longevity. Too soon after the first. And um, and also maybe once upon a Deadpool uh poisoned the well a bit. Yeah, I didn't need yeah, that. Yeah. I didn't did anyone see that? No. no. I think it was a very funny idea. Yeah. But I wish it was like a if they sold the blue ray They should have just put it on the blue ray bonus D V D or something, yeah. <laughs> uh, well Alright, Tiggs. Well I I'm gonna take give you back the keys. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, I guess no, no, you've been two, you got you gotta take it all. Next, next thing that we'll be back for is our Oscar cast in like yeah. a month and a half. Yeah, the nominations just came out. Um, I think they nothing are surprising. <laughs> Not a single surprising or interesting choice. Um, basically, what you expect. Anyway. Yeah. All right, everybody. You can find us online Where, on podcast.com. You can rate us on iTunes, and we are now on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, you can see us live every third Thursday of the month at the Creek in the Cave with the priest and the beekeeper. That's us, the improv troupe that we go to and are in. <laughs> and don't forget, um, call your mom. 78 She's episodes, about this is what I sound like. Um, is there anything else there you can move movie podcast Where are they going to send us our tweets at movie movie PC where are they going to send us our emails at movie movie podcast at gmail.com or I, I I, honestly guys if you know us just send them to our actual emails <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll no one checks that. Check that nope nope not anymore yeah. so yeah. Andrew just email me uh, yeah uh, Katie Banga just just give us a text if you have any questions if you are Katie Banga, you might still be Katie Warwick. I don't, I don't do do what you want to do. Wow. That was awkward. That was yeah. yeah, it got weird. Should have cut that earlier. I, I don't, well, no, I don't know. I don't know what the current <laughs> climate about changing our last name is. Digging a hole. <laughs> you know, is that? Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. <laughs> is that not woke? Is that woke to do it? I don't understand. <laughs>